Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, well, the regular season is over. That is behind us. The play-in game is ahead of us. And it will be a matchup with the Minnesota Timberwolves. A lot to unpack all over the NBA here. Loaded show. Here we go. Let's start with what the Lakers could control. They played against the Utah Jazz at home, a game that they were heavily favored in. And, uh, you know, just kind of played with their food again, right? Uh, Obviously, they had a late run. And the score would indicate that, you know, they won fairly comfortably. And they were up for most of the game. There was a couple stretches here and there where they traded the lead back and forth a little bit. But, you know, for the most part, the Lakers were were ahead, uh, spent more time ahead in this one. And uh, it, it felt a lot like a midseason game where... LeBron is really focused on doing just enough to get out of there with a win. And, uh, you know, Anthony Davis winds up playing 34 minutes. LeBron James plays 33. And they do just enough to kind of get out of there with a win and maybe cover. Uh, I'd, I'd have to check that again. But uh, you look at kind of the numbers here offensively, a lot of the numbers you would kind of like, right? You would like LeBron going for 36 points and knocking down uh, eight threes to do so. D'Angelo Russell scores his 17, um, and you know Austin Reeves scores his uh, 12 with with six assists. Anthony Davis had kind of a weird game, you know, uh, 16 points, 15 attempts to get to 16 points, and only two free throw attempts. I would have liked to seen him end the season on a bit of a higher note than that, though he was really good defensively he was kind of everywhere and did change the game in that way did grab a few offensive rebounds and and that's the kind of thing that I I I like to see um, when he's engaged but uh, to me I would have liked like (laughs) I am very nervous about his free throws in these games with higher stakes attached to them and I would have liked to see him get to the line and knock a few down and really go into the playoffs with that mental edge back a little bit more. When you only shoot a couple and, you know, it's just, it's, it's, I'm nervous. I'm, I'm, and I'm going to be nervous until I'm not, I guess, on this front. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, in, in terms of the defense, look, <laughs> remember I said the Lakers were going to do just enough to, to, to win the game. They gave up 117 points to a Utah team that was playing without Laurie Markkinen. They didn't have Walker Kessler, didn't have Jordan Clarkson. I don't believe Colin Sexton played in this one. No, he did not. Um, yeah, that was a shell of a team that was heading towards the lottery anyway, likely. And the Lakers just didn't seem all that focused defensively. And, you know, when you're at the end of the season, you kind of approach those games in one of two ways. You try to get a a real kind of dress rehearsal in at full speed to try to work out however many kinks you possibly can, or you do just enough and you you know kind of sleepwalk, but you really focus on staying healthy. And in this one, um, you know the Lakers got out of there healthy, which is at the end of the day, the top priority because 
unless they're at full strength, they have zero chance. So overall, it was an all right game. It was kind of more annoying than anything, um, but you did get that fun little stretch there uh, to close out the regular season as everybody's attentions turned to stuff that was going on around the league. And um, in terms of the Lakers matchup in particular, kind of eventful. So the league went out of its way uh, on the last day of the season here to try to force everybody to play at the same time so that you wouldn't get too much tanking, right? Um, it didn't stop the Mavericks the other night, and there is now going to be a <laughs> investigation into it, which is just hilarious. Shouts to the Mavs for, for just providing so much humor throughout the year, but uh, yeah, the in the West, everybody tipped it at 3.30 uh, Eastern or 4.30 Eastern, whatever it was. And, um, and you know, there were a couple games. I, I know the Clippers game in particular was on delay because of a speaker issue, I believe. But for the most part, most games kept pace with each other. And we didn't really know how things were, were playing out until the very last few minutes of of this the, 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 the Sunday's action. Um, the games that the Lakers really cared about, obviously, you know, for, for the sake of uh, maybe jumping out of the play-in, they needed the Warriors to lose, and the, the Warriors uh, did not lose. They dropped 157 points on the, on the Portland Trailblazers, who uh, were really focused for much of the last couple weeks on get losing as many games as possible it's why I, I can't get myself that upset about the Luka thing or you know the, the Mavericks sitting Luka there were a lot of teams that were tanking for a lot more time um, and maybe they didn't say the quiet part out loud as as loudly as the Mavericks did but Dame Lillard was a healthy scratch for the most part for the the last part of the season and you know given how much speculation there always is about his career and where he might be going next, that's like a week or two of games that Portland Trailblazers fans could have enjoyed with Dame. Um, he could have provided a couple extra kind of fun moments there at the end of the season. And now, like, if he gets traded, then they didn't get that opportunity, right? Uh, and, and, and you know, so far that through the years you've had the process Sixers, who tanked for years, plural. You have the Oklahoma City Thunder, who have been tanking for years, plural. Now, they were a lot better this year because of all of that tanking, but this notion that the league is going to go after the Mavericks in particular seems kind of stupid. I don't know. I And, and the amount of pearl clutching about it, too, that I noticed um, on Twitter, even more dumb. Like, why does anybody care? it doesn't matter. It didn't matter. They, the game that they, they benched those guys in, they won and were still eliminated for the playoffs. It didn't change anything. It was, it was peak online behavior to get upset about that. The Lakers, I guess, technically were rooting for the Clippers against the Suns, though the Clippers have that tiebreaker and it, they, you know, it wouldn't really have changed much, but uh, the Suns do wind up losing to the Clippers. The Clippers finished 44 and 38, a game ahead of the Lakers. And between the Warriors and Clippers, those were your five and six seeds, 
which left the seven seed as the highest that the Lakers could climb. Um, they needed to win. They did. And, 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 uh, that is where they wound up. Now, uh, you know, you look at the teams around them and the next game to pay attention to was the one between the Minnesota Timberwolves and the New Orleans Pelicans. And, uh, well, that was a bit of a doozy, right? You had a player fight a, a teammate in a huddle. You had another player walk into the tunnel and punch a wall and break his hand. And that was from the winning team. <laughs> the, they beat the other guys. They beat the other losers. And <laughs> so so what a wild game. What a wild afternoon that was. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves win at home 113 to 108. The news coming out of that one so far, we don't have any real word on, on Gobert's availability if there is a team policy for punching other players or whatever. Um, I, I have no idea. Uh, I would anticipate they let him play, but my kind of hot take is that they might be better off not because I, I think they're more, I think it's a tougher matchup for the Lakers defensively if AD gets pulled away from the basket by Towns than if he just gets to patrol the key by, you know, the way he would if he was guarding Gobert. But look, I also understand they need as many bodies on hand as, as possible, especially with uh, Jalen McDaniels going down. He broke his hand. He punched that wall and he broke his hand. Um, hey, NBA teams, do me a favor, especially in big games. Put something, plywall, uh, that breakaway glass, the, you know, plywood, anything uh, on, in the tunnel on the way to the locker room from the court. So that if a player decides to do that, and you got to highlight it, right? Have this big, like, bright pink or orange or, like, some highlighter yellow uh, color that is surrounding that, whatever that is, that players can punch without worrying about breaking their hand. Uh, there was the, the season where... Um, you know, I think it was Kevin Love. I think Kevin Love of the war of the Wolves uh, punched a or no, maybe he was with the Cavs at that point. But he punched a fire hydrant and broke his hand um, in, in a in a really important spot. Missed a whole bunch of time. In this case, McDaniel's is done for the year. I would imagine. I don't think he can play with a broken hand. Um, so he was. I, I wrote about this for Substack. He was the Wolves' best option, and in the game that we just saw, looked the best trying to guard LeBron. Now they're going to have to try it out. Maybe they use Kyle Anderson in this spot, um, though his role in this, right, he kind of started the whole thing by calling Gobert a word that Gobert didn't like, reportedly. Um, but still, like they're going to they're gonna need bodies there. Uh, Anderson is is the last kind of option that you can throw it at James before you get to Anthony Edwards and is that really something that the Wolves want to risk uh, putting Edwards on James and risking his foul trouble because if Edwards gets into foul trouble it is over 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It is Jover. It is just they have no chance whatsoever. So that is one concern. And then you look at, you know, down low. Yeah, Gobert against AD seems like a matchup that, uh, you know, at least offensively, you have as much confidence as you could have. Um, but even there, like AD just played them and played really well in that game and uh, was scoring basically at will down the stretch, whether he was guarding by Towns or I think Gobert missed some time there as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I just if AD plays the way he did in the last game that, that the, the these two teams saw each other, I just don't really think there's much of a chance there. It's a home game, which is really important, I think, to the Lakers because of how they how much better they look when Malik Beasley is shooting well, when Troy Brown Jr. is shooting well, when Austin Reeves or D'Angelo Russell are shooting well. So if the Lakers can get going from deep and they play any kind, any semblance of defense, um, as they did right after the trade deadline, the defense, I think, has slipped a little bit. I, I don't know about statistically or whatever, but given the circumstances, and maybe it's fatigue, Maybe it is kind of letting off the gas so that you you have legs for the grueling playoff run that that hopefully lies ahead of them. But regardless, like they're going to have to get back to defending at a high level, get out into transition, and 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 hopefully end this one quickly because you know the two things that they need to avoid here, I think, at all costs: one, losing clearly, right, like. Do not lose this game and put yourself in a spot where you are a single bad shooting night away from, uh, you know, away from your season being over before you even get to the playoffs. Um, or, you know, the other thing that they really can't uh, afford, I don't think, because of that potential fatigue that we have been seeing from them lately, uh, they cannot play with their food in this one. If if they can jump out to a lead and end this thing quickly so that they can have that much rest heading into a Memphis series where you are playing a young team, you are playing a, a fresh team, a confident team, confident bordering on stupidity, but confidence nonetheless. So, yeah, I, I the the one the, the two scenarios here that I would like to avoid, if at all possible, losing, clearly, and also, you know, playing a, a harder game than they necessarily have to where LeBron and AD have to play these long minutes before you head into a a tough game in Memphis right off the bat. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see how they handle this one. And with that, the rest of the playoff is set, right? You have Denver as a one seed. We knew that. We have Memphis as a two seed. We knew that. Sacramento is a three C. We knew that Phoenix as the four was, was also set in stone before today's games. The Clippers as the, the five seed, honestly, huge break for everybody that either Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard are going to knock each other out of the playoffs in the first round. That is a monster uh, to me. So, and, and also if Kevin Durant knocks Kawhi out, 
that obviously, by extension, knocks Paul George out in the event that he was trying to come back uh, later in the playoffs. The five and, or the, um, sorry, the six and the three seed, Sacramento and Golden State. If Sacramento can get hot and, and knock Golden State out before Andrew Wiggins has his legs underneath him, that makes for a fairly easy run for the Lakers, right? Because, you know, let's say they win this game against Minnesota, which I think they will. And I, and I would imagine they're going to be favored by, I would say, seven points. I think they opened at six, six and a half. I think that probably lands on seven, seven and a half would be my guess. Um, so, you know, they, they should win this one against Minnesota. So uh, if they if they win that one, then they go in as the two seed against Memphis. And again, like, you know, back to the, 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 a point from a second ago, as far as like the things that I would really like to avoid, I would love to avoid losing, obviously. And then even if you win the second play-in game, going from potentially meeting Memphis there, who is not going to have Steven Adams, that really matters against Anthony Davis. Going from that matchup to a Denver team that, yeah, like kind of fucked around for much of the the second half of the season when it when they had the the one seed locked up, um, but still the best team in the conference from start to finish this regular season. So I would much rather face Memphis than than uh, Denver, even if I feel like Denver would really like to avoid the Lakers. Uh, I, I just don't make this harder than you have to, right? So. If the Lakers win this first play-in game and they go up against Memphis, and let's say they they win that series, which I think if that was going in, either it's going to be tight. Either you know Memphis will be, you know the 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 money line for them to come out of the series would probably be in the negatives, and I think the Lakers money line to come out of that series would probably also be in the negatives, um, almost a pick'em situation really with with that matchup, and then. If you win that one, then you face a Sacramento team that doesn't have much experience. Though, if they get through a round of of playoff play, that is some experience. So that makes them a little bit more dangerous. But still, I would much rather play Sacramento than have to go up against either uh, Denver or Phoenix at any point these playoffs. So that would really help. And then, you know, one of Jokic, and and Denver or Kevin Durant, those guys are going to knock each other out, and you only have to face one of those two uh, challenges before you get to the finals. So, and even there, you get to the finals, and all of those tough Eastern Conference teams are going to knock each other out too. So, you know, in, in terms of the roadmap here, I really think it 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 winds up being pretty well now. This doesn't mean I'm now saying that, yeah, the Lakers are definitely, you know, going on some kind of a run or whatever. I'd be curious to see what the odds land on for them to come out of the West. But it does, you know, it it could be worse. It could be a lot worse here. Um, and, and, you know, you just got to take advantage of this opportunity now. Last point here before we get you out of here and uh, throw to a longer conversation that I'm going to have with you guys directly, right? Uh, Sundays are for mailbags generally, and uh, the iTunes mailbag is good and full, so I will be pulling questions from there. Again, if you have any questions, there are so many iTunes questions that I'm not able to ask for questions on Twitter, so if you uh, want 
questions for or, or topics covered on this show, on this feed, the absolute best way that guarantees that those questions are going to be answered or those topics are going to be covered is to get your uh, topic in the form of a five-star review on there on iTunes. And and thank you to everybody who has so far. That stuff really helps the show, and uh, it's great to see the mailbag already filling up. But anyway, uh, before we get to that stuff, I it wouldn't be me if I didn't complain about something. And look, if the Lakers win that Houston game where, that, where they headed into it without a center beyond Wenyan Gabriel, and yeah, like you say, the Lakers should be able to beat Houston regardless and fine I guess but it turns out size really does matter in the NBA Um, but if the Lakers go into that game with the center and if that if they take that game a little bit more seriously and they win it right if they win that Houston game or any of the stupid losses that they had over the course of the season but if they win that one and what sets it apart to me was it was an organizational choice to not have a center in that moment. Look, they did. They went out and signed Tristan Thompson. And do I think Tristan Thompson single-handedly turns that game? No. But I've always talked about setting tones, right? And if an organization is going to set a tone um, and and indicate that Houston isn't to be taken seriously, one, that's going to piss off Houston. And two, I can't really knock the players for for you know following suit with that tone. But let's say the the Lakers do win that game. They would be tied in the loss column or tied overall with Golden State with the tiebreaker. And they would be sitting here at the sixth seed. And you would be able to get a, a, another full game's rest that Golden State would be playing in, right, instead of the Lakers. And, and given the age of the players who really freaking matter here, uh, that that is a bummer, right? Having to play an extra game here sucks, even if, you know, I'm sure Genie is probably excited about the fact that they get an extra game of, of of home revenue here going into the playoffs, or potentially two. No, Genie, you should not tell them to lose on purpose so that you get two games of home playoff revenue. Don't do it. I know, she would never. But just in case, no. Anyway, uh, had they taken that game more seriously across the board, players, coaches, and and organization all, I think, deserve blame for this one. But that one, to me, separates it from some of the other dumb losses where just, you know, dumb stuff happens on, on, on the court, right? That happens all the time. In this case, though, they intentionally, like they, they knew that they would be sh- shrinking their margin for error here by approaching it this way, and if they lost that one, it might have ramifications in a race that we already knew was super tight, and heading into it, we already knew. Uh, you, it wasn't like Mo Bamba got hurt in warm-ups before that game, and they didn't have time to go out and replace him with a bigger body at center. No, they they knew that that was probably a place that they kind of needed to shore up and chose not to because it would have cost extra luxury tax money. And yeah, Aaron has explained it away by saying, hey, you know, why spend luxury tax money on a player that probably wasn't going to play much? In that case, that player probably would have played. Wenyon was clearly outmatched, and and the Lakers didn't have any options beyond that. They wind up losing that game, and, you know, it stacks up on top of the other losses that were incredibly stupid at various points in the season. 
And it, you do get to a point here where every single loss, every single win matters, and the Lakers come up one win short of going into the playoffs, getting ready for the playoffs right now, and and not having to stress about this play-in scenario. And, you know, Pennywise, dollar dumb. All right, that is going to do it here for this episode of The Lowdown. Uh, I do have a really fun week lined up for everybody, not giving anything away in terms of guests because I don't want to jinx anything. But yeah, get ready for a really fun week ahead. Uh, I Tune on in, jump on over, just keep on listening, right? It's going to be right behind this show in the feed uh, it, it, for the, uh, the mailbag episode that's coming up on, on the Lakers Lounge. And if you've missed anything getting ready for this week ahead or, or wrapping up the, the, the regular season as we knew it, uh, go back and check out any of the episodes from the last week or two. So until I talk to you guys next, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.